your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Hey, hockey fans, you need more hockey news and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening throughout the NHL. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and biggest game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we will recap the Kirill Kaprizov news over the weekend, see where things stand with his contract, where the Wild go from here, potential alternatives for Kirill Kaprizov if he decides to not re-up with the Minnesota Wild. We'll navigate all of that, plus we will go through player evals for Jared Spurgeon and Ryan Suter today as well. So a jam-packed edition of Lockdown Wild to uh, get your week going on the right foot. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, a veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons, covering exclusively your Minnesota Wild. Happy to have you along. Hope you had a great Father's Day weekend. I know I uh, took advantage of being able to just Kind of get out of town for a couple of days, recharge the batteries. And so we're coming to you fresh here on a Monday edition of Locked on Wild. And there was certainly plenty of news that took place throughout uh, the course of the weekend. And um, let's just start with uh, the report that really took Wild Twitter by storm. And that was from uh, Mr. Kevin Weeks, NHL Network Analyst. And uh, it had to do with our favorite son, Kirill Kaprizov. And here's what was uh, tweeted out on Friday at 6.22 p.m. As of now, talks with likely Rookie of the Year Kirill Kaprizov and the Minnesota Wild have gone cold. My understanding is he's in Moscow, and it's believed CSKA is interested in signing him for KHL and the Olympics. So that was tweeted out. At 6 o'clock on Friday night, a little late for the Friday news dump, but uh, nonetheless, uh, definitely had a lot of wild fans absolutely coming unhinged, uh, and uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of wild media people stepped in to try to calm everybody down. But let's be honest, like after the season that Kirill Kaprizov just had, hearing that news, I had no problem with people being a little panicky. Um, Based off of that, because we we spent all this time trying to get Kaprizov over here, and for him then to uh, apparently have things uh, kind of go cold with his uh, negotiations, that would be something that would get me a little riled up too. But then, the savior, Michael Russo, came in, and uh, at 7 o'clock on Friday night, poor Russo having to, having to put all of these um, rumors to bed at uh, 7 o'clock on a Friday night, So he tweeted the following. Minnesota Wild and Kirill Kaprizov's agent say Kaprizov is at a buddy's wedding in Moscow. His agent gave the team a heads up. As for the CSKA rumors, that's his only option besides signing with the Wild, and they'll offer him a ton of money, so expect those rumors as long as he's unsigned here. As far as negotiations with the Wild, Kaprizov wants a short-term deal so far. Wild have offered him a long-term deal. So as I've reported, this is going to be a tough negotiation. Again, the Russia option is the only option 
So that'll be the leverage as long as he's unsigned. So, folks, we got ourselves a good old-fashioned poker game going on here uh, between the uh, Minnesota Wild and Kirill Kaprizov's camp. And the Kaprizov camp has, I guess this would be like a queen and a seven offsuited. And so they get the flop, and one of the cards is a queen. And so they go all in at that point. Now it's up to Bill Guerin to decide if his pocket aces are going to be good enough to, uh, to beat the, uh, the Kaprizov hand. There's a chance that the turn uh, comes up and is another queen. There's also a chance it's an ace. There's a chance it's neither. Then the river, if you've played Texas Hold'em before. Huge fan of Texas Hold'em, by the way. There's a chance that the turn of the river could be a queen, which would help Kaprizov's case. But if Garen has pocket aces, the only thing that is going to help is a queen, if that's the hand that Kaprizov and his agent have. If it's a 10, if it's a 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, if it's a jack, whatever else. That is uh, is going to only strengthen Garen's case. And the longer this goes on, yes, there's going to be pushback uh, from the Kaprizov camp uh, and further suggestion that, well, he can just go back to the KHL. That's, uh, that's no problem. But let's think of it this way. The guy spent all of this time previously in the KHL to get to the NHL. And now you're telling me he's going to just throw that all away and is going to go back to the KHL for however long they sign him and then at that point is going to try to come back and uh, and make it in the NHL with another team? I'm not buying it. It is purely a negotiation tactic by Kaprizov and his agent trying to play whatever hardball they can, but at the end of the day, this deal will get done. It will get done between Kaprizov and the Wild. It's going to become a matter of, if it's a short-term deal, making the money work, making the money bigger. If it's a long-term deal, probably adding some sort of um, assurances or incentives to really amp up the monetary value of it. Because let's look at this from Kaprizov's standpoint. He gets a four-year deal. He can go to free agency again after he's put together you know, four solid seasons. He can go get a massive deal from either the Wild or somebody else in four years when he's 28 and he is just entering into his prime and he still has you know, maybe eight more productive seasons in him. He can go get an eight-year deal at that point probably for close to uh, Ovechkin-type numbers on a contract or, uh, or or certainly just an outrageous amount of money. He, that That is what is in front of Kaprizov. And so his agent wanting to give him the opportunity to do that, as opposed to taking an eight-year deal and going into free agency when you're 32 and maybe having four good years left. I, I've, If we've seen anything from Zach Parisi, it's that you sign a long-term deal like that and there is a ton of fall-off. At the end of the contract, although to be fair, uh, the falloff really only happened this season. I mean, he had 25 goals last year. So it is a huge risk for Kaprizov and his camp to push their chips in on this only other option they have so early. But at the same time, Bill Garrett knows what's going on. He's not going to let Kaprizov walk after one successful season. 
they'll get the deal done. It'll probably be a shorter deal. But at the end of the day, Kaprizov in Minnesota is the main objective for all of us. And as long as that continues to happen, then we're all going to be happy. So that's that's a little bit of an update as to where the contract situation is at with Kaprizov and the Wilds. Uh, we will, of course, update that as uh, as more information becomes available. Okay, let's get to some uh, player evaluations. We'll start with uh, the captain. Oh, captain, my captain, Jared Spurgeon. That's next here on Locked on Wild. Oh, hey, don't mind me. I was just about to chomp into one of these delicious Bilt Bars. Wait, what? You've never heard of Bilt Bar? You know, those delicious, amazing tasting and good for you protein bars? Okay, I'll explain it to you this way. Bilt Bar's got nine amazing flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So one of those flavors is going to be the one that you love the most. If you're not sure where to start, just grab a mixed box. You can get two each of the nine flavors. The best part, though, about Bilt Bar is they are amazingly healthy for you. Each Bilt Bar has over 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. A couple of varieties have more protein packed in, so you get all the protein you could possibly want in every delicious Bilt Bar. So head to BiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, back to it here on Locked on Wild. Looking at the player evaluations for a couple of defensemen, Jared Spurgeon and Ryan Suter. We'll start off with, oh, captain, my captain, Jared Spurgeon. And for Spurgeon, we saw more of the same from a defensive standpoint. Uh, a little bit of a downtick in scoring with uh, seven goals, 18 assists, 25 total points in 54 games. You look back at um, his numbers since 2015-2016. He's had double-digit goals in four of those seasons, had nine in 2017-2018, nine goals, that is, and uh, seven this year, although a truncated season at 54 games. You wonder if, uh, with the requisite amount of games, had he uh, been able to get to that uh, double-digit goal number. It took a little while for Spurgeon to crack the uh, the box score as well, so he heated up offensively down the stretch and um, was able to really do some uh, good things, especially the uh, the last couple of months of the season. So January and February had just two points in each of those months, but then March had uh, six points and it finished the month of April with ten points, so six goals in 31 games in March and April. Now, looking at some of the other numbers for Spurgeon, I I like to take a look at the uh, on-ice goals allowed because, well, he's a defenseman. So that's a a number that we should be keeping an eye on. It was 2.8 for Spurgeon, which is uh, amongst the top on this wild roster. Uh, Goals on-ice goals for was at uh, 3.1. So a nice little disparity there. For uh, for Spurgeon on the ice, in close situations, on ice goals allowed per sixty was just one point four. Tied situations, uh, in five on five, point eight goals allowed uh, per sixty minutes. Five on five situations, just two and a half goals uh, per sixty minutes. Um, so a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff. 
from Spurgeon um, in the metrics that we can track. The other things, as was the case with Jonas Brodeen, there's a lot that you get with Jared Spurgeon that is not tangible per se in a box score. Spurgeon is just great at uh, pursuing players with the puck, at breaking up chances um, on the ice, like a two-on-one or uh, or any sort of odd man rush. He's great at breaking those up because, uh, and this is one of my, I think, favorite things to, uh, to observe this season. So you've got two players coming at your goalie. One of them has the puck, one doesn't. Spurgeon and Brodeen both have just this knack of just enveloping the player with the puck to the point where they either have to shoot well before they're ready or they have to try to panicky pass to uh, to their teammate across the uh, across the zone and uh, a lot of times it ends up in a bad pass they just they just like blanket the uh, the player that has the puck to uh, to try to force them to make a decision that they're not ready to make so uh, so Spurgeon does that stuff great he just as i said he's great at pursuing players um, with the puck he's great at um, he's great at the poke check the uh, the just four check into the boards all of the things that you'd want as a defenseman Spurgeon's able to bring to the table and he does so in a manner that makes him fly under the radar it seems every single season that he plays the daily faceoff as we've quoted these numbers uh, throughout these player evals had Jared Spurgeon as a 76.1 rating on defense, which had him as the 16th best right defenseman in the entirety of the the NHL. And him pairing with Ryan Suter, whose number we'll discuss in a little bit, had uh, that as the fifth ranked first-line defense in the entire NHL at 76.21. So some amazing work by those two, as we've seen all season. And... Just steadying, calming presence, and uh, they really don't try to do too much uh, ever. So it's just, it's one of those things where Spurgeon is just the type of player that you feel confident knowing is back there on the ice because you know they're going to do their job. They're not going to necessarily be flashy about it, but at the end of the night, you get a win and you point out five or six different times where Spurgeon, um, or, or anybody on the wild defense for that matter, uh, directly impacted the play in, uh, in a way that led to the, uh, the team getting the win. So Spurgeon, just a vital part of this uh, wild roster and uh, just continued to uh, play some great hockey. Uh, about 22 minutes of, uh, of ice time per game. So uh, still getting those just outrageous numbers. Uh, in terms of ice time, and uh, that I don't expect that will change any uh, anytime soon. So just uh, just some great stuff from Jared Spurgeon. Now, where does he fit into the Wilds' long-term plans? Well, obviously, this is a question that's going to impact every one of the defensemen on this team. He's going to stand to receive uh, an uptick in minutes, if somebody like Matt Dumba is lost to the uh, expansion draft, somebody else is going to have to fill those minutes. Now, Kalen Addison will be the one that will fill the roster spot, and maybe he shows that he's ready for that when he uh, when he comes up next season, if that's the case. Maybe he shows that he's ready for, for more work, but if not, then 
somebody like Jared Spurgeon is going to have to step in and maybe go from 22 minutes uh, on the ice a game to like 25 minutes on the ice per game. Because you could potentially lose Matt Dumba. Ian Cole is also an unrestricted free agent. So unless the Wild find a way to, to sign him to an extension, that's another potential spot that you're having to try to fill. And so uh, as the captain of this team, he not only will be expected to uh, to help fill some of the um, some of the on ice void, but he also is the uh, the leader of this team, and they follow his example. Not somebody who is necessarily as vocal of uh, of a player as as leaders on hockey teams sometimes tend to be, but definitely somebody that commands the locker room and commands the attention of the team, and uh, I think is a great choice to continue to be captain of this team throughout the uh, duration of his contract and uh, the duration of his wild tenure as well. So another great season for Jared Spurgeon, as we have uh, come to expect during his time with the Minnesota Wild. And uh, so we hope to see more of that uh, in the future. We will finish today by taking a look at Ryan Suter's 2020-2021 season evaluation. That is next here on Locked on Wild. It's time to take your bets to the next level with betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Major League Baseball is nearing the halfway point. The semifinals of the Stanley Cup playoffs are underway. The NBA playoffs pushing towards the conference finals. And UFC, MMA, and the PGA Tour all in full swing as well. So before the next pitch, before the opening tip, the opening face-off, the opening tee time, the opening bell, whatever it is, go to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts. Final push here on today's episode of Locked on Wild with a look at Kirill Kaprizov's contract discussions with the Wild, also player evals for Jared Spurgeon, and now we settle on Ryan Suter, one of the veteran presences of this team. Before we get to that, though, I want to make sure to uh, remind you to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts, and also a uh, nice plug for the other Minnesota Locked On shows, Locked On Golden Gophers, Locked On Twins, Locked On Vikings, Locked On Wolves. Follow all of them if you want to get as up-to-date on your Minnesota sports fix as you possibly can. Not going to lie, I think uh, I think we have one of the better crews top to bottom throughout uh, the entirety of the Locked On network from a state perspective. Ryan Suter's player eval for the 2020-2021 season. Saw Suter finish with three goals, 16 assists, 19 points in 56 games. He was a plus nine on the season, which uh, is not, not not as good as some of the numbers that he's had uh, throughout uh, the course of his career. But for Suter, we have seen a little bit of a transformation in his game. Not necessarily relied upon to be one of the top defensemen on this wild team anymore. Uh, he is now just uh, a guy who is uh, filling a role on this team, putting uh, putting in minutes, and uh, is not really having to uh, 
to be the focal point of uh, what the Wild do defensively. Paired up with Jared Spurgeon. Obviously, Spurgeon is uh, as elite as they get. But you've also got Jonas Brodeen and Matt Dumba on this defensive core. So uh, a one of those situations where Suter's just, I think, happy to be part of this group and uh, contributes whatever he can. He seems like he really has uh, has come to understand what he um, what he's able to do and what he isn't. Really, the only area that I think he seems to get um, kind of exposed with is just speed. When he's you know put out on an island, we saw a couple of times at the end of the season bad turnovers in the wild zone or um, or in the neutral zone, and then. You know, you get Suter really trying to kind of advance the play and then having to backpedal and turn around the other way. And you just, for somebody who is uh, getting up there in age at uh, 36, you just, you don't have that same motor uh, as you did maybe back when he first started uh, with the Wild back in uh, 2012-2013. It's it's just a situation of trying to make sure now that Suter is in the uh, as good of a position as he can be anytime he's out on the ice to try to mitigate some of those um, some of those situations that make it look like he is um, he's playing poorly because I I thought that uh, by and large his uh, his overall body of work this season was good but yeah if you uh, if you get to be a little older there are times that other teams are gonna pick on you a little bit. And uh, and end up making you look bad. That's that's just kind of a way of uh, a way of life, and that's how things go in the NHL. Some of the numbers with Suter on the ice: the goals allowed um, per on ice goals allowed per sixty in every situation for Suter was two point seven. Uh, five on five, it was two point six. Five on five close, one point four. Five on five tied, point six. So uh, Suter able to help the Wild defense really uh, crack down in some of those uh, key clutch situations throughout the course of the game. Now, didn't contribute as much offensively as we've talked about, but uh, just fifty six games this season, and again, really not relied upon to do much of anything. Uh, for this uh, this wild team on the offensive side of the uh, of the puck, I I will point out that I think we're going to get very close, or we are close to the time where Suter may not be one of those top power play defensemen. Um, I think it is time to get somebody else into that spot, so we could see him take on even lesser of a role next season. And if we saw any indication based on what he was able to do this year. I think he's going to embrace that just to continue to be part of this uh, this wild franchise as we go forward. So for Suter, uh, another season in which he just provided solid minutes uh, from the beginning of the season to the end. Seems like he's starting to uh, to really embrace being more of a secondary defenseman on this team and uh, and more of a a veteran leader, uh, which is where Zach Parisi kind of started to uh, to not go down that same road, which I think is why we um, were a little annoyed with what we saw with Parisi throughout the course of the season. So Suter seemed to embrace that, and uh, I think he has plenty of productive minutes um, left on his deal, provided that the Wild start to take some more responsibilities off his plate, get him off that top power play unit, and, um, and just continue to give him minutes, but with the 
assumption and the uh, the understanding that he's you know he's not going to be that top line guy anymore uh, after this season is done. So that's Ryan Suter's player eval for the 2020-2021 season, and that will wrap up today's episode of Locked On Wild. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we will further take a look at the uh, Wild defense. We're going to talk about uh, three more defensemen for this Wild team. We'll talk about Matt Dumba, we'll talk about Ian Cole, and we'll talk about Carson Soucy. So uh, look for that on tomorrow's edition of Locked on Wild. Make sure to follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Search for Locked on Wild in both cases. And you can also follow me on Twitter as well, at Seth Topes. Have a great rest of your day from the state of hockey. We are wishing you uh, a great Monday, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new edition of Locked on Wild.